edition of the Minnesota Football Dames does the Women's World Cup. Um, my name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria from the Minnesota Football Show. I'm enjoyed by my comrades in chaos and football. Um, Eric. Hi. Wait. I was going to say, it's like, I was gonna, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like the view in your, I mean, is that the playroom? Three season porch. Oh, crap. I don't know what that's like. Mine's full of crap. <laughs> um, Dave from uh, Dave's I know, also known as Texas Eller, also known as the creator of Sickles FC, Midway Football. Yeah. So, 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 you know, someone was asking me the other day, it was like, I was like, I was like, does everyone go? I was like, I don't know. Just you show up. That's we it. Had, yeah. We had about, we had another 15, 16 people yesterday. Um, about, Six or seven were first timers. So like every week we're getting like six or seven new people. Um, it's hella fun. We're playing, we're doing it every Saturday at noon at the Hamlet Midway Futsal Court. So yeah, if you are a listener to this podcast and you want to come, no experience necessary. If you've never played soccer before, uh, it's fun. If you've been playing for 30 years, it's also fun. So yeah, come check us out. Happy to be back again. Yeah. And um first uh, indoctrination of doctrination of um of Isa Watch, aka Isa Watch is joining the podcast today. Isa, how you doing? I'm good. It's a little early for my liking, but you know, what can you do? Hi guys. All right, all right, right, all right. Yeah. So let's uh go ahead and just uh I think the last time we talked, we had uh talked about what was the last game that we covered? It was the it was uh France, Jamaica, yeah, yeah it's Portugal, the, right. yep. mm-hmm. the yep. Sunday so, games. So, so from we're, last week. we're going, we're going straight into Monday, um, and then we'll go and take a break and end up with some other news. But Monday, we had Italy versus Argentina. Um, did anyone have any thoughts on this game at all that they were able to watch? Did anyone actually watch this game? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. It looked, it looked boring as hell. So, um, <laughs> so it looks like an Italian, Italian soccer match. So. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward. Like, uh, like Argentina. There's, there's a couple of players in there that are, that are, uh, that I follow, and uh, they're number ten when given the time is amazing. So I think that's, that's something that we can talk later on. But yeah, one nothing win by Italy. Uh, you look at the stats: twelve shots versus five. I mean. <laughs> It literally looked like the possession was 53-47, so it looked like it was an even game, and eventually, you know, it was just, um, it was just a, a a goal that was was well played. I mean, I thought it was it was a good setup, but overall, I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those games when you're like, all right, it's group stage, so let's move on to to the next game. Um, Germany, Morocco, that was was. Uh, I mean, any. I mean, Germany looks like they came to play this yeah. tournament, um, uh, and I think you know, Alexandra Pop is just you know, all kinds of, of amazing player to be it. You know, like put a pin in this one though, because we'll we'll talk about both those teams again with more positive yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. surprising outcomes here. Once we, right, I mean, I think I think and Mor- Morocco is a good team. I, I don't I like. Here's the thing is like this World Cup so far, like, and we talked about this in the first episode, was that the level of, of playing is good level of playing. 
you know, it, and, and it shows in a lot of these games, you know, the dominant teams will be dominant when they can be dominant. But a lot of these 1-1, one, 2-1, one, one, you know, 3-2, whatever games that are happening, it's, it's great for the game. And I mean, for if you're a fan of, of football, um, it's even great for you um, just because you'll be able to watch really great games. And uh, it was just, this is, you know, this is a total domination by the German team. You know, the possession was 75, 25, it was like 16 to seven shots. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, it, it was one of those things, you know, the scores came early, but overall, like <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting anything less out of, out of this game. Um, so let's, uh, let's uh, move on to the next game. And I'm trying to, Trying to figure that part. Zell Panama. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Ari Borges, um. Bota Dorada. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, I call her Prima. I don't, I don't recognize my Borges roots all the time, but I guess technically I'm a quarter Borges too. Um, yeah, nice way to announce your arrival on, on the world stage. I mean, uh, ch channeling Nubia, if you watch NWSL, She's been tearing it up for racing Louisville. Yep. She came she came from uh a Palmeiras team that previously had won the uh uh Libertadores Feminino over there too. So I mean her pedigree is out of this world. And uh I think for a lot of people that were zeroed in on, you know, any number of the other players on on that squad, she might have been overlooked, but uh <laughs> there's no overlooking her at this point right now. And, and, you know, similar to that U.S. match when, when we were talking about uh, Sophia Smith, like her, her goals were great. But again, her assist on that third goal was so beautiful. Just, again, to have the awareness of, man, I could shoot this, but I'm staring down the keeper. Let, let, let me just backheel this thing and have, uh, uh, I can't remember the other woman's name, the, that Italian last name, and she just like buries it one time. I mean, that, come on, that was just gorgeous. Yeah, that, that literally was one of the favorite setup plays that that happened so far. I mean, that was, uh, you know, it was it was it was one of those. Yeah, you know, it was pretty pretty. Is the is the is the pretty play or as the Jogo uh, Bonito that they, they they're famous known for? But if you look at it, I mean, like Panama, even though it was four nothing, like Panama, you know, I think Panama had some some chances. You know, we knew that they were going to 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 bunker in a sense to just counter and you know brazil took advantage of a lot of the space which brazil should i mean 32 to 32 to 6 is the shots <laughs> i mean like when you shoot 32 times you should score you should score a minimum five goals at least mm -hmm. but you know i mean but you know i mean just just overall like you know if you look at the passes like this is the thing that you knew when like there's a dominant team Passes with 573 passes by Brazil, 214 by Penn. That's literally like a 300 passes difference. And that's just, you know. And mm -hmm. I think Brazil at that point had like 14 or 15 corners. So, like, to compare to one. So, like, overall, yes, you know. Um, yeah, this uh, was a fun game to watch. I uh, was at the Blackheart market opened up early for, for this one as well. So, um, it was fun to watch. I had, I slept through the Italy Argentina goal. I had missed most of the Germany Morocco goals. I figured I was going to get to the Blackheart and it was going to be like a 0 0 drab draw. And it turned out it was a, a Borges party. So, that was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. 
Issa, any thoughts? What, what, what did you think of this one, Brazil's first match? Um, honestly, I think it's always a lot of fun to watch Brazil, like, you know, do their Brazilian thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also that Brazil has a lot of, like, like good potential with, like, bringing up young players and, you know, letting them do their thing on, like, a world stage. So, um, I don't know. I always really enjoy watching Brazil play, like, especially mm-hmm. the women, no matter where it was. But this was this was a really interesting game to watch, um, even though, like, the the possession was up by a lot by Brazil. I think Panama also you know, did the best that they could. It was still, it was still pretty fun getting to watch, even though it was four zero. Uh, one thing I want to mention, one of the, one of the best highlights of the entire thing was Marta subbing in at like the, I don't know, 80 something minute. She didn't play that much, but I put, I posted this on the IG and it kind of got blasted around with all the other social medias too. The, uh, the FIFA sub or, or side ref that called for the sub, <laughs> her facial expression when she realizes who is standing like within a centimeter of her. It's so, I mean, it just, it's so heartwarming. Like there's a huge smile, like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. It's Marta. It's Marta. It's Marta. Like it just, it was so funny. And, and, and and like natural, right. That's, that's like the absolute most human reaction when Marta is like basically touching you. I was, I was, I was going to say, uh, Eric, um, whom amongst us wouldn't feel, feel that way? Yes. Whom amongst yes, us yes, would not I mean, feel that way? It's so real. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Is it was so real. I mean, it, was, it was quite beautiful. <laughs> no, that was, that was a great moment. I mean, like, literally, it's like, for a person who's been, you know, what, 15, 15 yards away from Pelé, um, you know, like, I, I, I'd trade that in a sense to just be, like, five feet from Marta just to be able to... Just to be able to do that, just because you know, uh, it, it's she's she's all kinds of amazing. Like you know, like she is a is a legend and an icon, uh, and still pushes for the right things in this in, in this game. And like you know, that <clears throat> just just so much fun to, to see her play, even at even at at a at a level in her career where she is. Uh, still, um, you know, very, very good, but more of in a supportive role aspect of it, which is fine for her. Um, like, I honestly, like, if Marta can play that role for the next four World Cups, I can care less. I, I want Marta in a World Cup, regardless, um, you know, if she decides to take the job from PF, fine with me. Uh, Marta needs to be in every World Cup until... Uh, until uh, until the end of time, that's the way I see it. In a Futurama kind yeah. of sense, right? Right on. I think we can move on. What's next? Yeah, of course, Colombia, South Korea, because, uh, you know, like, um, you know, <clears> as <throat> I was saying, um, you know, the, the the level of competition in, in the Coleman Bowl, the level of competition in the World Cup stage is, you know, has... It's always been improving, but I think one of the teams that I had from the beginning that I was always super excited to watch was Colombia, the way they always play. And because they have players playing in, you know, in, in outside of the, um, uh, of just the, of South America, playing in, in, the, in the women's uh, um, leagues in, in, in Europe. And so, like, you know, overall, um, Catalina Usme with the penalty, uh, but 
Linda Caicedo, mm-hmm. literally the, at the 39th minute, that the story of this kid is just, you know, amazing. And we'll talk more about it um, as, as we get to later stages of, of the group stages. But yeah, just overall, I, I Linda about- Caicedo. Linda yeah. Caicedo is just, you know, it's, 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 it's literally is a star in this World Cup right now. Right now, and I didn't know about her her cancer battle and the fact that she's a cancer survivor from age fifteen. I mean, yep. wow, yikes! Uh, just mm-hmm. adds to the narrative. Incredible. And then she's here since she's eighteen playing in, in, in a in a World Cup, right? I uh, I watched this one with um, MJ, um, who's a South Korean at the Black Arts. So I opened the Black Heart for the Brazil game and closed it down with Colombia, South Korea. So I felt a little bad for for MJ, but. Holy shit, I didn't think Linda Caicedo could score a better goal. And then uh, she did something to, uh, today that we'll talk about in a little bit that uh, is even more amazing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's going to sign a big contract um, after, after, this, uh, after this tournament for sure. That's interesting yeah, you I mentioned mean, that, Dave, because I, I was just going to say there's so much talent on this team. And, and Colombia is one of those numerous atrocious federations that we've mentioned on, on our program. And you guys may have as well, where the, the lack of support and the baked in sexism and misogyny with, with that entire uh, federation is, is, I mean, at one point I would have said Brazil was winning, but I, I think Colombia might be in pole position right now. Like they, they just have so many uh, bureaucratic and administrative hurdles to just get the basics. And uh, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse cause we've talked about it on our show many times, but I just think it's important that listeners understand the, the trials and tribulations that a lot of these players and teams have to go through. And, and Colombia is absolutely one of those at the top of the list. So, so to see them getting this kind of success is really just like, you know, a, a drop kick in the face to their, to their federation. Right. I mean, I mean, it's, a, it's a, the, the argument has been made for, 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 for both sides. And I think for me, it's just like, you know, federations. And I think I tweeted this out or tweeted, I, I don't even know what to call it about, you know, you know, I, I sent a message at some sort of in, uh, social media a- account saying, you know, federations pay your women because the world is watching and literally mm-hmm. everyone's watching this World Cup. And this World Cup uh, so far has not let me down at, at all. Like it's, 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 you know, like it's, it's I want to say it's more exciting to me than, than the last year's World Cup. And this is coming from like a, like from the men's side World Cup where, where we where we had, you know, like literally a fairy tale ending of uh Argentina and the and the dotted uh, best player in, in in my lifetime, you know, going uh, being able to deliver. Um but at this World Cup just overall, I mean, is it's great. And then Linda Cartello is just you you watch her run, it's like literally she has like Fast and the Furious turbo engine. Like, I don't know what that, that, that. It's, that it's the speed, nitrous, but it's also, uh, it's the way she cuts. It's the way she changes direction too. It's so, I don't know. It's, it, it, there's such strong cuts. <laughs> like, it just burns everybody. Anyway, we can move on. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I th- and I think a lot of, and the argument that a lot of, you know, federations will make that in, in that funding, uh, their, 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 um, the women's side will be like, oh, just look, we did good in the Women's World Cup, right? We, we, we don't need to do anything else, right? And of course, we are more like, no, pay you women, pay them equally and invest the heck in those programs because this is what you're doing with, uh, you know, with, 
what we consider not even below bare minimum in a sense, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's what needs to be done. But yeah, let's let let's let's move on to um, see. It was uh, then we went on to Tuesday, which was Philippines and New Zealand. And Philippines won one nothing, and um, Serena Bolden scored in the twenty fourth minute. I think. So at this point, we're starting the the second round of group stage yep. now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, and so I mean, this game was oh my gosh! Like Philippines, um, the goal, and then the celebration, and the win literally heard all over the nation. Like, there's videos of like people watching games in dc watching games in all parts of the world and in the capital yeah um, manila manila looked like they won the world cup i got they got mm-hmm. some great footage from that one i mean good for them yeah yeah great you know and this is what a lot of the, the world cup is too is just creating new stories and i think mm-hmm. this is one of those things but it adds on to the conversation as like you know the game that the world is watching and the world is is, is yeah. It's no longer the the Giants versus everyone else. It's it's, it's an even playing field. If we are if we are on the on the pitch, uh, you can't rule anything out. So I think that was. I think that's right. Know. That's a, that's a common theme. Is like first goal, first win. You know, we're we're gonna pick this back up with some other teams too. So it's just it's just cool yeah. to see mm-hmm. everybody having yeah. some level of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you and then you had um, Switzerland and Norway tied zero zero. I didn't watch this game at all. Um, I caught the, the stats. It, it seemed like a like a pretty even match team game, and you know these are two teams that are these are two teams that are you know on the top of the group A currently. So it's like it's 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 one of those things, right? I mean, like I'm not gonna spend too much time on that. Um, if we move on to to Wednesday, feel free to jump in whenever you guys want to. Um, this Japan Costa Rica game. Oh man, I've, uh, Japan, as Isa knows, is, is literally one of my one of my favorite uh, squads to to root for. And um, this game did not disappoint at all. The technical ability—it's just—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's—it's—it's—it's Jogo Bonito, but in a different type of way. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's beautiful. Watch them just connect the passes, understand. And it's not like someone sending a long ball. It's like they're touching the ball right at the right. Right at the right strength and, and, and mode and just so someone can it's just you know it's it's a coach's dream to be honest. Yeah. I'll it. say watching watching Mina Tanaka pass is um is if you're a, a soccer player, watch her pass and, and how she distributes the ball um, and how, and how unselfish she is as a striker. It's a, it's amazing. I don't know. I mean like personally Japan has always been one of my like constant um teams that I've always been rooting for since like you know um I just really admire the the way that they carry the ball um and I think that um it was honestly one of the things that I really looked up to when I was growing up is the way that they handled the ball and how simple it seemed and um I don't know honestly like Japan has always been a really fun team to watch and the way that they've been playing this World Cup really just like shows that. Yeah, and we'll see. They between the this result and the next result, uh, Spain beating Zambia five nothing. Um, both those teams are through, and then they play each other for the last match day. So that should be 
an interesting matchup to see how they how they match up with each other. Those are, I think Spain. I think you right now you have to consider Spain and Japan two of the favorites in the tournament. So um, it'd be interesting to see how uh, they approach that match if they try to feel each other out or someone someone wants to just kind of go for it. So Rodrigo, let's go Japan Spain. I, I want you in uh, in uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. What, what, what did you say? I was uh, Master, <laughs> Master, Toshi. Master Yoshi. Toshi. Yeah, Yoshi. there you go. Yep. Yeah. Do you want me to wear the turtle shell? Because there's a soul section where you like, where's mm. the turtle shell? I could totally yes. do that. I, you know? I would pay good money to see this. So please make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please hit the up sunglasses our... and all. Yeah, yeah, I, I do have the sunglasses. Beard. I have the sunglasses. Yeah. I, I said you've got the beard. You just need a Hawaiian shirt and the shades. You're done. Uh, I can make it happen. <laughs> I can make it happen, guys. <laughs> I just need to have like a fake bull cap. That's what I need to have. Oh yeah, that's right. He does and, have the hat. Yeah, it's true. And then and then just you know, um, go to the children's museum and steal the steal the 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 turtle the turtle thing that they have on that wood forest exhibit where kids can jump in and like pretend to be at that. I'll go in there, I'll steal it, and you know, that's it. Um, that's, that's my Halloween I, outfit, baby. <laughs> I wanted to point out that there was a really. Uh, tender moment of empathy and solidarity in this one too. I know as much as Rodrigo has feelings about Spain, it, it was really nice to see Puteas uh, when she was, I mean, she came in as, or she subbed out, but she had an assist or whatever it was. Um, but she, she hugs uh, a Zambia player just knowing that, again, we talked, I have mentioned the whole thing about Colombia, like how, how far behind a lot of the African federations are and the confederation in general compared to Europe and, and CONCACAF and even CONMEBOL, you could say. And so there's been a lot of drama and struggle with that team in particular. I know at the very last minute, some of their players that flew in had to go back for whatever reason. And they were still like, they were scrambling for like to work out their starting 11 and there were coaching issues. And then of course the payment issues. And it's, it's all the things that, again, we always talk about, it's just, you know, every one of these teams and every one of these women have dealt with it in different, uh, in different uh, time spans, in different lifespans. And so, like, for Poteas to be, like, to recognize that and, and, and show some comfort and some solidarity with that one player, I thought was, was a really special thing. Well, I mean, it reminds you of the previous World Cup when um... – when the United States uh, defeated, was it Vietnam? Um, uh, Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Thailand, sorry, Thailand, yes. And it was like, you know, 13 nothing. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, it was one of those things like you you, you, you play the game, whether you win or you lose, and, and, and you, you, you got to be able to take something from it. I think the humanity aspect of it from, from some of the Spanish players was, was great because Zambia is a great story. But, like, again, like you said, it's like, they got here literally with nothing, right? And, right. and that, that is, that is the, the, the story that, that people need to understand is just that, you know, it's like, you know, that, you're not going to turn it into my typical Spanish rant. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 you know, we need to invest in the women's game and um, to be able to do that. And I think Africa and other uh, nations um, around the world you know, we keep on barking the same news and um, keep on getting literally no results. You know, uh, it takes it takes a whole leadership change, and I think Brazil Brazil is a, is a good example of that. 
Um, uh, I think Colombia is, is going to have to be a good example of that. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. At, at they better step up. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they, you know, I think, um, you know, I think Mexico is, uh, is a good example of how they're doing that right now with the youth. Um, um, but it, you need to invest. I mean, one of the things I just want to touch about this game is Jennifer Hermoso. Dear love. Love, love, when, love the way she shoots the ball. She scores goals. And Japan, Japan. I don't know. I mean, like, if you're Japan and you're Spain and you're ready to qualify for the next next round, like, what do you do? Like, do you just sing in? You know, do we do they, do they call up Heath and say no subs and just play all the? <laughs> they call up Heath uh, for advice nice. to be like no subs or <laughs> nice dig or, or Vlatko for advice to be like no subs, yeah, no yeah, subs, yeah, no yeah, subs. Just play. Just throw him under the bus too. <laughs> that's funny. Just do it all. Just do it all. Just no subs and you know. I mean. In this case, you know, play goalie wars. That's what I say. I just want to see goalie wars at a World Cup level. That's all I want to see. You know, well, like, I, think, this, yeah. I, I want to say this yeah. game is meaningless, but at the same time, you know, um, there's which which there's group is this again? No this is, is this is this B or C? This is C. So that's Spain, this Japan, Costa Rica, and Sabia. Yeah. Who's it? Who's in D? Remind me. Uh, I'll tell you when we get there. How about that? Well, well, that that's my only logic is like you're still vying for that first spot to maybe draw the second from the next one is what I'm thinking. So that they might actually play hard just to go for that first spot. I mean, you, well, you yeah, I mean, when, you, you, you never, never know. know but at the same going. time, it's like you 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 have a cushion, right? Right. The, the yeah, first two true. group move on, so you move on. You secure that. It's it's a long game um, aspect of it. When we get to the yeah. United States, we'll, we can we can dwell into that, but. It's great, gr- great win. Gr- group G is England, Denmark, China, and Haiti. So, presumably, yeah, England, I was Denmark, say. China. So, yeah. Um, if you can avoid England, I guess that's probably a better, a better route, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think in the group stages at this point, you have to prepare for what is to come. So, like, if I was like Spain or Colombia or, or no, Spain or Japan, um, like I still would be putting in the work personally just because like there's still a slight chance that I will have to prepare to play England or play Denmark. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's just a very uncomfy feeling for me. So, oh, yeah. Next, next <laughs> up is Canada. Eric, 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 don't read the notes. Cause there is no notes. Okay. This is <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. You know. yeah. Next up is Canada, Ireland, which was um, a hell of a match. Uh, the Irish, I also watched this one for sure. And Irish this put up a hell of a fight. Katie, Katie McCabe had just an amazing Olympico, like four yeah. minutes into the game. Um, the Republic of Ireland, um, they absolutely dominated the first half. And then Canada brought on like about 600 um, international caps of substitutes in the second half and mm-hmm. kind of run Ireland ragged in the second half um, uh, and ended up winning the game two to one. So knocked Ireland out of the, out of the officially out of the tournament. Um, but man, they put up a hell of a fight. And it's, as we talked yep. about last week, they're the Irish and they, they fought, <laughs> let's put it that way. So, and another first, right. They got their first goal, first ever first World goal. Cup goal. And it's an Olympic goal, which is fucking yeah, yeah. amazing. Did you, yeah. any of you guys it's see this Olymp- goal? Like, it oh, was, yeah. yes. I, I, okay. Like we, we watched it, like, I think me and Santi saw it and like, we rewatched it like six times because like in our, in our household, we're, we're trying to figure out. Like, because the announcers, I don't know, like, if, if you listen to the World Cup, always listen to it in Spanish. Because, like, there's, there's lots of conversations going on in the background. And so one of the conversations was, like, is this is this a clean Olympico, right? 
because there's a one point where the Canadian goalkeeper seems to be making contact or not, right? And if that goalie makes contact with the ball, it's like considered a clean Olympico. But from my point of view and from the replays I saw, I was clean as heck. I mean, like missed the ball yeah. a little bit, but yeah, she, not an Olympico. Yeah, she stepped up and and when when the ball was being kicked, instead of like if she had maintained her position, it may still go maybe still goes in, but she gets she gets some a fingertip to it. Um, but she stepped she stepped towards the you know towards the where the ball was coming. And then realized that how how screwed she was and had to like try and jump back. And I, I think you're right, Rodrigo. I don't think she got any glove on that ball at all. So I think it was clean. Yeah. And and I mean, and, and this game was 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 like you said, um, David. It was just one of those games. Where, like it was really really physical. And I think that's one of the things too that that um, that the physicality um, of some of these teams nowadays it's it's um, it's it's a way to throw. Uh, Teams like Canada after 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 flow, and that's what it was. It was totally obvious, you know. Yeah. And I think Ireland Ireland had some really great chances. I mean, if you really look at the stats, it was pretty even in shots, seventeen to fourteen. You know, um, you, you you knew Ireland was going to try to counterattack because that's what you you know you, you're going to want to do against a, a Canadian team like this. And Canada was just like didn't know how to figure out until you know. Yeah. The, Million caps came in in one substitution. Type of thing. <laughs> this is this is one of those this is one of those ones too where um, I know you know we, we always joke about Adrian Heath and goals change games. They give up an own goal in the in the forty fifth plus five minutes in stoppage time of the first half. I think if they go into this into this into the half uh, up one nothing, I mean they weren't out of the game obviously at one one, but I think if they go up go into half one nothing, I think they maybe get something out of this, whether it's a draw or they hold on for the win. But yeah, that. That own goal at the, right at the you know right at the death of, of the first half was absolutely killer for, yeah. for, for Ireland. Yeah, mm. yeah. But in my heart and in my point of view, Ireland won this game. They scored two goals. Uh, Canada only scored one. Um, <laughs> uh, and and uh, you know that's the way I, I I would I would take it. And I think you know the Republic of Ireland has had a really great um, uh, you know not the greatest result that they wanted, but they've had a really good first. Uh, Step into the direction of the, of the World Cup. They, they show that they mm-hmm. can play, and they show they can. They're not afraid. I think that's another thing about another theme in this World Cup is people. People aren't are afraid to to take it to someone. And gosh, that's lovely to see. And they have a they have a big game coming up because they they play Nigeria, who's top of the group right now, and um, Canada and Australia. Um, we, you know, we can talk. We'll talk about uh, New Zealand and, and their inability to, to qualify for the knockout. But Australia right now is currently in third place, so. Canada and Australia play each other. Ireland could play the spoiler if they if they want against Nigeria coming up. So, yeah, I, I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they do. All right, what's next? United States, Netherlands. Oh yeah. All right, Issa, take it away. Issa, take it away. One. Yeah, take it, Issa. Well, I mean, the game ended in a one-one draw, but honestly. I think that's probably, um, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about the game because for the majority of the seven, like for the majority of the game, the women, like the United States were not playing the way that we know that they can. And I think that's something that really frustrates uh, me as a fan, but at the same time, like uh, just like as as a whole, it just, I think the way that they were possessing and the way that they were attacking, it just, it, it was not, um, 
up to up to par with the with the way that I know those women can play. And granted, there was a lot of physicality and um, like and some, in my opinion, some refing issues because I think there should have been a lot more fouls coming our way than there were. But I don't know. I mean, I they definitely picked it up in the end where they scored a goal and, you know, Lindsay Horan was just all over the place. She was dominating. And now everyone in the entire world knows not to ever mess with Lindsay Horan because once you piss her off, there's no way you're coming back from that. Yeah, that moment was pretty incredible where that, that's her Olympic Leone teammate, <laughs> uh, Van de Donk. And then uh, to, to see her, like, I mean, it was it was a tough foul. I mean, she she took out that knee pretty clearly. And mm, mm-hmm. it was it was it was pretty easy uh, to to read lips <laughs> of what Lindsay was saying. What what was fascinating to me, and I don't think you see this on the men's side very often, is that you know she she can clearly see that like Lindsay's like ready to explode and and brings them together to like have have a little counseling session. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right, that's that's interesting. <laughs> but Lindsay, like, Lindsay I, wants she wants none of it. She's just like again reading the lips. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that wants none of it. And then to, to hear the Fox announcer and apparently. Julie Ertz too, just like just shut everybody up and score. And then, but the Fox announcer is even like, boy, it sure be really nice right now if Lindsay uh, turned this whole frustration into a goal. And then, boom, there it is. You know, the other thing too, I was just from like the Canada Ireland game. I was listening to, I think it was John Strong was doing it. He mentioned literally right before Katie McCabe hits that Olympico, um, she's known to hit some Olympicos, and then literally like a minute later, less than a minute later, he hits an Olympico. I'll say to, to to the USA game. Um, there was no rotation on the starters, obviously, um, which was interesting. Um, I think th- th- there's lots of uh, – Vlaco gets a lot of um, um, pushback from a lot of supporters for his, you know, his, his lack of subs, um, his formation. Um, you know, the, the USA looked um, – I didn't think they looked very good in the first half. They didn't look bad. I think the, the goal the Netherlands had was well-deserved, um, yeah. mostly because they kept taking away Crystal Dunn um, – you know, and, and exploiting the space that she left when she would go forward. They made some tactical adjustments in the second half, but they only made one substitution. Rose Lavelle came on, um, and that was Which it. Which was and a that, big one. That was, was a huge. big sub, though. Yeah. It's weird because you watch her come on the field, and, and the way she runs everything, she doesn't look like she's going to, like, like a bulldog or anything, but then she gets out playing, and you're just like, holy shit, what is she? She's just dumb. Yeah. She absolutely changes the game. So yep. I'll be interested to see what he does. I mean, obviously, you know, sets up the USA, you know, needs results against uh, Portugal. Um, and interesting to see what he does if he if he does any rotation if if Rose is ninety minutes fit or at least seventy seventy five minutes fit and gets a start we'll we'll have to see but um it's that is like the the one consternation with one of the several consternations of Vlaco is that you know who to our to quote our our uh, our friend Adrian Heath about subs um, <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to come back again <laughs> uh, <laughs> two times <laughs> yeah uh, it just and lack of rotation you know talk about that too like he plays the same the same the same players and and I'm, I'm not um, drinking alcohol but shot <laughs> yes and that's that was like you know that was one of the I mean we obviously we know we have some players out um, some good players out but one of the things that everybody kept talking about in the lead up to this game was our depth and how much depth that the U S had and not bringing on Lynn Williams, not bringing on Alyssa Thompson at the end. When we clearly had momentum, we clearly were pushing. The Netherlands were on their back heels. 
you got to think that if you, you bring in Lynn Williams or Alyssa Thompson with, you know, 15 minutes to go, that they're going to get some opportunities. And that Trinity Robin, if, if she's not on the pitch, if, if that's Lynn Williams um, and she doesn't have tired legs, maybe she doesn't drag that one past the post and the U.S. scores a second goal and wins the game. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are a couple things I thought. I mean, here, here's the thing. Um, and, and, like, we had, like, a huge family uh, friendly, in quotations, conversation about uh, Vladko's comments that he had after the game in which he said, I didn't want to disrupt the the flow of the game at that point when Rose Lavelle came in. Um, I understood that, right? Um, but I also um, I also understand a couple of things too that might have been going on in the way that I saw it. And a lot of people in this household do not agree with me. But just look at the starting lineup, right? Emily Fox, Jerma. DeMello, Sullivan, Rodman, Smith. That's like six new, six literally people who are playing in literally their first, you know, World Cup, right? Maybe a game or two under their belt, right? But they need to be able to be put in a situation where they're not the dominant team. And and Netherlands talked a lot of crap about how like, oh, well, you know, everyone's, you know, where everyone's finally catching up to the United States physicality and fitness, you know, and um, they, they planned a really good attack to be able to press and control the ball and counter. Right. And I think that's one of the things that, that through the United States office, they weren't able to get, get the ball off. I mean, the mellow was being fouled left and right every freaking time to the point where she almost swung at someone because of the way that there was a no call. And I think that's the thing that also calls to the referee. I've been, I've been at, I've been at games coaching, where like you totally see that someone's being mean about it or just being evil person, and like, uh, and then the referee, depending on the ref, wants them to talk about it. That's the last thing you and shake hands. I was like after the foul. I was like, what's the point of that? <laughs> like, 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 like that's not really going to help anything. And I think that speaks to the referee in the aspect of it. If you're going to let them play, it's going to kick. It's going to kick it's going to get ugly. And it was getting ugly at some point. I mean, um, but I think for me, Blacko was thinking, well, they got themselves into the situation. Let me push these young players to see what they can, they can pull up. And then when they put in Rose Lavelle and she, um, and took out the mellow, cause I mean, the mellow was doing a decent job, but just, was, and Crystal Dunn looked horrible in the first half because she had no space to pass the ball. And, you know, it was all sloppy play because they were trying to get used to the, the, this press and the system that they were playing against. It, it was obvious. But, you know, I mean, once, once I mean, the United States set pieces has always been something that they're good at. Uh, and they got results out of it. And that Lindsey Horan goal was, you know, I wish she would have turned. Um, she she would have turned and, and found uh Found a donk and just yelled at her face as she was walking away, just just to make the shit house just even larger because that's what we need. Well, but, they, yeah. they did the little social media thing at the at the end of the match, and you know, took a photo together to say it's fine, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no that's that, that's fine. But you know, the whole the whole it was it was a mess of a game, like physicality wise. Like you know, uh, Van the dog had like a swimmer's cap because some kicked in the. That's right. Oh, yeah. Right. And then yeah. people were like, what is that? I was like, that's a that's a bald cap. That's a swimming cap. It's a shower cap. Um, I had people saying um, uh, things that 
it resembled and i was like yeah you know it's like you know it it if you're looking for fire and like intensity this is this is one of those games that where a one one draw feels more like um it should have been bigger and the united states created tons of chances that second half and like yes you had um you know you have sofia huerta you had ashley sanchez you had lynn williams thompson right i mean you had sonnet you had rapino you had christy muse could have been in the six and, and be able to do something i mean you had all the options to be able to really want to win but I don't know what, what Black was trying to figure it out in the aspect of like I, they I have just want to reserve and then just push the push the push the pedal when it gets out of the group stage and pick me, pick me, pick me. All right, here's my theory. Um, which which I think will be similar to when we talk about uh, Brazil and France. There is a probability, I don't know what the exact number is, I'm not gonna try and pretend to like throw out a statistic right now, but there is a su- certain probability that these two teams may meet again in the round of 16 we're not the round of 16 it'd be probably like semi-final something like that so maybe blacko is thinking you know i don't want to show all my cards i don't want to put everything out there right now if we have to play these extremely talented women once again when it really matters right when when we're going to go to pks or when it's going to go to stoppage time and all that kind of thing i'm not saying that's exactly i'm just, just just a theory just an idea and so maybe he was you know just keeping keeping that hand a little bit closer. Um, I'm not trying to defend him. I think it's ridiculous. There was only one sub, even though it was obviously a, a game changer, like you said, with, with uh, Lavelle, who I think is amazing. But again, that's my theory. Um, I was going to ask you guys, all three of you, this was the first time in, in how many years that the U.S. went down. Uh, it, it's been over five. I know that. Maybe, has it been a decade? It's been a long time. I think it was... 2011, right? Was the last time they, yeah. they were they were down? They they had the down a goal. So and the first time they conceded, because I don't think they did they concede at all in the last tournament. I don't think they did. I think this is the first time they've conceded a goal in the World Cup since like 2015. So like wow. in the group stages, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, group stages. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's right. Yeah, but it's I, a I think also to, to go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's 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 also uh, you know it's. It, it could be what Eric says, right? He's not trying to play or cause rest players and, and figure it out. Um, it could be that they want to give young kids the, the experience. Uh, but, you know, at, at what point, you know, that, that, if that's a strategy, we'll see what we'll see if it plays out or not, you know, because right. that's going to have to be it's like because Lynn Williams would have been great change for I mean, Crystal Dunn was having a crappy, crappy first half. Sophia Huerta could have stepped in that way. But then you you lose. You, you lose the you, you lose the attacking power that Crystal Dunn has. We also have to talk about you know as Nubi pointed out, Ertz's first time playing center back and feels like two World Cups in a sense, right? But like um, that's all just trying to get the feel for the game for them. And so I think that's 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 kind of the issue in in a sense. And a one-one tie is fine. Uh, I think the next game is what's going to be really interesting. So. Dude. All right. Um, let's. Uh, this is uh, on Thursday, twenty seventh, the day before Peruvian Independence Day. Uh, just to, mm-hmm. to remind you all, uh, Portugal and Vietnam. Of course, well, it's common knowledge. Yeah, it's common knowledge. You know, even though nobody sent me any money in my Venmo. Um, <laughs> um, you know, 
know, especially all the people that had some Pisco from me, I like I expect them all to forever deadly send me money on on uh, on Peruvian Independence Day. Did you post it? People post are not what? gonna send you Venmo if you don't post it. You gotta be like, hey guys, it's Peruvian Independence Day. You all owe me money for all the Pisco. Thanks. You know what? If they're my friends, they should know better. Nobody yeah. knows better. Yeah, thanks, I, for, I bet thanks Isa, for roasting me. I bet you have some uh, blackmail Pisco picks too that she could probably like <laughs> throw up for some <laughs> for some promo. <laughs> I remember a few that have passed through the social medias. <laughs> I have a lot of interesting interesting stories about my my father. Um, <laughs> that's a story for another time, though, because I remember a lot of different things growing up. I think my mother has plenty of more stories that would that would fit the the agenda. But. Wow! You better you better steer this thing back quick, Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting blackmailed by my own child about my levels of inebriation. Um, just 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 know that I don't I, I don't do well with sangria. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, right, right, Isa. Yeah. Yeah, um, it wasn't just sangria, though, so. <laughs> All right, where are we going? What's next? Uh, Portugal, Vietnam. Um, I think Portugal what, just won 2 nothing, scored the 7th and then 21st. Um, yeah, another historic win. First, yep. first ever World Cup win. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Totally dominated. I mean, um, you know, uh, 29 shots to five, 70 percent to uh, 30 percent possession. I mean, it was just one of these, you know, like there there are games where it shows you, you know, who who is the dominant team is, who you expect to be, and like how it should go. And these are this is a game that that should have gone that way in a sense, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, as the current standings are, you know, in, in Group B, you know, United States, Netherlands, Portugal, and and, and Vietnam. So, um, so that's where we're going to stand into. And then the next game was, uh, of course, if anyone watched this game, it's freaking bonkers. Um, Australia versus Nigeria. Did anyone get to watch this game? Watch the highlights. There are, oh there are a lot God. of goals. <laughs> I remember. Oh, my God. Like, and, and I, I, feel, I feel for Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr can't play right now. I, mean, I think she's being cleared to play. In uh, if, I don't know for this last game or in the next round if they make it, and I think this is something that you know they will drive into as we talk about the group standings for this this group. But um, it was you know it was it was it was a game that was just it, it was nuts. It was it it, it was one one literally at the half. Uh, you know, um, Sorella scores first at the 45 plus one minute, and then uh, and then Canu scores in the 45 plus six minutes. <laughs> it goes literally one one into the half, and then you know, literally uh, Nigeria in the 65th minute to like literally almost end of the game, just it goes on a tear and just scores two goals, two amazing goals. Uh, as he said. Oshuala was just, you know, one of their best players. Bonker moment where, where, where like 
scored the third goal and, and took off the, the, the jersey. I didn't even know if I saw a yellow card um, uh, for that. But just overall, you know, Australia took one to, to the face, um, got a consolation goal at the 90 plus 10 minute. But we talked about last podcast how Nigeria just looks like one of these teams that it's going to punch someone in the face and yep, we did. boom, yep. there you go. And uh, you know the Big win. The, the yeah the current standings. Uh, Dave, you wanna you wanna just talk about that? Yeah. So as I mentioned, Nigeria's up uh, top uh, with four points and a plus one goal differential. Uh, Canada, they're basically tied uh, four plus one, but Nigeria's. Um, First, because of uh, goal scored, I believe, is the correct breakdown there. Then Australia's on three points in third, and Ireland, like I said, is in fourth place with zero points. But um, Nigeria and Ireland play each other, and Canada and Australia play each other. So there's a possibility that Nigeria, I mean, while they're the top of the group right now, might not qualify for the next round if Ireland can put you know, two or three on them, um, and Canada and Australia draw. Um, but basically, Canada and Australia are playing for second place, um, or for a shot at, at, the, at the top spot in the group there. Um, and, and qualifying for the next round. So, you know, there's potentially two strong teams, you know, uh, conventionally or, or, or traditionally strong teams in Canada and Australia, and one might not even make it to the next round um, because Nigeria looks really dangerous. So, yes. And, and Boy, that'd be heartbreaking, too, if, if Nigeria were, were knocked well, out. <laughs> well, if, if Australia gets knocked out, I mean, that would that mean you have a, a, a co-hosted World Cup with both, with both hosts being not making it to the next round. We'll talk about, we can talk about New Zealand here in a little bit, but, that would be yeah. that'd be absolutely bonkers, I think. So that might be, I a, think that's it. yeah, I think that would be a first, right? Because it hasn't it been be. a yeah. And, and these matches are happening um, uh, tomorrow, Monday morning. If you're hopefully you're listening to this podcast uh, Sunday night, because these matches are happening at five o'clock in the morning. Um, I will be at the black car watching both of these matches. So um, there you go. text yeah. me. Text me. I will. I I'll, I'll text you in the morning. Yeah, I'll, I will yeah. for sure. So. No, no, yeah, because I got the day off, so I might just want to go in there and just, okay. you know. Yeah, I'll text, I'll, I think my alarm's set for 4.30, make a pot of coffee, and then I'll, I'll text you around 4.30, so. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else is going to wake up except for me and the dogs, literally. That's 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 how <laughs> it was this morning, too. Yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, this game is, you know, this group is bonkers, and this, this, this game was bonkers, and, like, we talked about in this household, like, you know, um, the... Like you see all these other nations, like you know, they have like you know, the 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 apparatus on their on, on their bodies that tracks their heart rate and how much they run and all that, all that kind of stuff, right? And then and then you got you know teams from Africa and other parts of the world who don't even have access to that. And here they are, just you know, you know, it, you know. I would have loved to see what the heart rate was when you when you when when, when she scored that third goal and decided to run around half the stadium. You know, I mean, <laughs> but, but that's a that's the thing. You know, it's like you know, it's like, and and it's a, it's a theme that's going on through this this women's World Cup. It's like I think you know, like as you named the podcast, it's like there's no more minions in a sense, right? Yeah, there isn't. I think I don't think minnows. No more minnows. No well, minnows. Yes, you're right. Minnows. minnows. Minions is or <laughs> minions. Is Why not? Yeah, minions. Whatever. You know, FIFA is always. Uh, yeah, we'll put it that way. But yes, there's like there's no like you know, it's it's getting closer to the even playing field. And I think that's yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Um we'll start um we'll 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 end for right here for this uh first half of this of this podcast. We'll just go ahead and talk about Argentina, South Africa. I'm sure none of you watched this game. Um but um but I did. Um, um just because um uh, like South Africa, dear lord. Oh my gosh, they're such a fun team to watch. 
um, and and they can score. Uh, and they took it to Argentina, literally two nothing, uh, one nothing first half. Score the second goal in the 66th, and here you are, Argentina, not really ever being able to be productive in a, in a World Cup stage, right? Um, um, and you look at, you know, and we talked about this in the Minnesota Football Show, how the lack of investment, you know, like players having to pay for their own shoes, for their own training, right, while having a full-time job, you know, um, and, uh, you know, you look into the situation and, and it doesn't look good to nothing in literally the 60th minute, right? The 70th minute. And, and, and what are you going to do? And um, I want you guys to remember this name um, because it's going to come, it's going to come up. It's uh, Yamila Rodriguez. Um, she is the number 11. Yamila Rodriguez uh, plays for, uh, play for Boca Juniors. Um, has, uh, has a bad choice in tattoos. Like she has a she has a Cristiano Ronaldo tattoo, so that's oh, one thing I don't I know like. What you're yeah, talking about now, yes, on her legs, on her on her. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, so that's like, right. so like, but but dear lord, she's an amazing <laughs> player to watch. Yeah. And 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 Yamila Rodriguez, when 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 they came in, uh, literally she started started creating chaos. And in the seventy fourth, Sofia Brown scores uh, first minute, and then Romina Nunez in the seventy ninth. And we have a two-two game, like literally, it was it was a bonkers game, in uh, the aspect of like, it was you, you thought that South Africa had a two-zero lead in the seventieth minute, and Argentina claws back uh, and is able to tie it, uh, a big accomplishment for them. Yeah, um, I think overall, like if you look at the <clears throat> stats of this game, you know, it's pretty even, you know, um, shots and all the other stuff. Uh, but this team is crazy, right? You, you got Sweden with uh, top of, of Group G. You got Italy uh, with one win. And then you got South Africa and Argentina literally tied. Um, um, and so that's, that's, that's going to be an interesting team. And someone, if Argentina can pull something out, um against Sweden I, I I don't know I mean that that's Sweden's is, is, is coming to it's come to play yeah. so I, I've, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm not sure so but it would be a great next. story yeah um South Africa giving us like the best walk-ins and and uh locker room celebrate not celebrations but just their, their traditional uh choral arrangements they're they're so awesome and it's it's so inspiring and you know, I'm, I'm biased as the musician here too. And I've sung some of those things before, but never, <laughs> never in the way that, that actual South Africans can do it. And God damn, it's just, it's so beautiful and it's so inspiring and, and they just do it everywhere. It's, it's so cool. They're walking off the bus. They're walking on the bus. They're in the locker room. They're training around the pitch. They're constantly singing and I adore it. Yeah. Any, anyone else before we take a break, anyone else, uh, What's the highlights? I had thoughts that are all about this game. No, but sounds like I kind of need to go back and watch them. It was, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, except for Jamila's uh, bad tattoo uh, selection. <laughs> At least it wasn't on the neck, right? You know, yeah. right, yeah. right. That that that, that would have been bad, like real bad, you know, because like 
you know. Does it, doesn't she have she has Maradona on one leg and uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you, you, Google okay, her. So that's you a, have a fun time. That's, that's yeah. a little better. I think there's an athletic uh, piece about her. I think I saw it in like the inbox or whatever. So I may have to go back and check that out too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one. That's one player to watch in a sense. Uh, you say you got anything else before we take a break? Um, I want to say that honestly, Argentina continues to surprise me because like South Africa has been one of like one of my um I think South Africa has been one of one of the more interesting teams to keep an eye on, right? But Argentina like I don't know, they can all of a sudden like uh, like flip the switch and turn it on and then just go for it, right? Like cuz you're down to two nothing and then you come back and you tie the game within like the last like I don't know what 30 20 25 minutes of the game and you could talk about her tattoos all you want but her hair is cool as hell mm. so yeah I got that but tattoo yeah tattoo sucks yeah so just on the shin that hurts I can only imagine. Oh, that's never right. in a million years. Shin, not on the quad. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's straight bone. That is bone. Yep. I I understand. <laughs> and, and the reason we're talking about this is because Isa's contemplated um, now that now that she's of age to 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 ink her body, uh, and uh, I'm hoping the big yellow cat bus is 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 what you what you go with. Um, you want uh, me to get back. the cat bus? <laughs> Explain to him what the cat bus is. Go ahead. Okay. So there are these popular Japanese films that go by Studio Ghibli. They're made by Studio Ghibli. And um, there's this, um, you probably might have seen a couple of clips from it, but you probably wouldn't recognize it. It's from a movie called My Neighbor Totoro. And so um, basically what it is, it's um, the cat bus is literally a cat shaped like a bus that you can literally like the doors open and there's seats inside and all that all that business and like um basically it takes you to like another realm or wherever you want to go and it's so funny because the cat is it like it's shaped like a bus it's huge but like it it's it's a cat and it's one of the funniest things ever yeah it's it's like a cat it's like uh, it's like a mix of a cat, a bus, and a centipede. That's 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 the best thing <laughs> because it's like it's got like thirty million legs that it runs on, <laughs> and it's got like you know and like yeah. But anyways, yeah, that that's one of those things. Um, but with that, I, go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like watching. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of those with, with my kids, obviously, and now that I hear you guys talking about it, I'm like you know watching uh, the. Studio Ghibli films on mushrooms might make a lot of sense. On mushrooms? <laughs> with your kids? On mushrooms? Wow. Not with my kids. Not with my kids. I'm just saying. Eric, Eric you, you got some time for the next couple of days, man. I do. Uh, you know? I do. Yeah, it's like just, you know. All of them are kid-friendly for the most part, so definitely take a look at them. They're, Studio Ghibli is one of my favorite animated movie. Like, Not to like switch the topic but i'm also switching the topic but they've made some of the best animated films i've ever seen in my entire life i love them so much totally kid friendly i love them okay all right well we'll we'll be back um and we'll uh talk tackle these last two days of uh women's world cup and um i will um probably take over the podcast in the aspect when it comes to colombia 
um, as, as, as we'll get to it, but we'll be right back. with the Minnesota Football Daves and the Women's World Cup. Um, let's go ahead and uh, before we start, uh, I'll make sure I'll give my my, my co-host here some time to look at some of the, the games and highlights and we'll talk about it. But um, I wanted to give a shout out to the, the uh, Karen FA. Um, they have a college showcase going on this weekend. One of the reasons our, um, our beloved uh, member, Nubia, it's not here it's because they have to drive uh, G to the showcase that Como is playing on. But we were able to get a chance to get up behind the scenes tour um, of Allianz Field, which like if some of us who are season ticket holders got like when the stadium opened in a sense. But it was really cool to be able to see all these kids um, from different backgrounds just being able to be in awe of like what does the press you know, what does the press box look like? Or, um, you know, that was the cool part for me because I'd never been in there. I always wanted to go in there. Um, you know, where, where do they have the, the, um, the after the game um, interviews, right? And all the other kind of stuff. And just overall, you know, being able to, to be in that and, 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 and just realize that that's, that's something that they can do, you know. And um, it was a lot of fun. Um, apparently, Allianz uh, only seems to... Uh, Want to put the AC running not on the members level, but like in the in the upper level where all the boxes are because it was hot. But yeah, you know, besides that, like it was a great experience. Um, the showcase has been great. Um, it's a McMurray. Um, I know friend of the friend of friend of the football Dave's uh, uh, podcast. Uh, um, MJ uh, tweeted out um, uh, more info. The finals that are being played today. Um, and so if you happen to be over there or just happen to be in the area and want to watch some soccer. Uh, I suggest you go. There's also food vendors. Um, um, so there's like from egg rolls to like, I don't know, like sandwiches and, and like bubble tea and all that kind of stuff would be made for families. So, so uh, if you can join, if not, just, you know, do that. And in addition to that, um, big shout out to uh, Soul of the Cities, uh, uh, Spark Wimberly plus one. Uh, Mario, um, who's um, done another successful uh, season of uh, Soul of the Cities uh, with, um, you know, it was great yesterday seeing um, Santi plays on, 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 in, in, not in the league, but he, he comes to the workshops and um, being able to see Eric Dick just about every Saturday. It's like, you know, <laughs> this is great. He's a great community guy. But at the same time, having like uh, this last one have uh, Aurora, out there with their table and running some sessions um, and Andrea being there and just um, it's, it's a great atmosphere. I re recommend anyone, if you got little ones, um, they're planning to do stuff, sign up for the newsletters. Um, they're doing stuff for community coming in the fall um, it, and they do a really good job. Um, um, and so with that, um, let's head into the group stage of, uh, Friday, July 28th, better known as Peruvian Independence Day, better known as um, Semi Venmo. Um, um, if you're my friend, I, I, need, I need to invest in uh, 
there's no more Peruvian stores around here. Like I can't seem to read the one over in university. It's like it's never open anymore. And so like I have to go to Burrito Mercado and they and they and and the way the economy is, it's like I'm paying, you know, seven dollars for a liter of Coca Cola, which is not fun. But anyways, uh England and Denmark. Who watched this game? No one. No, sorry. Uh um Lauren James scored the only goal uh, for England, um, and that was uh, that was in the sixth minute, so it was early. Um, and I think, who's her brother? He's got he's got a brother's like Reese. Reese. Reese like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yep. So like, there's some really being really cool tributes uh, once once she scored the game winner. Um, um, regarding regarding that uh and i think um she's really one of the up-and-coming players people you should be able to watch or know about but just if you if, if you get to if you get to watch any of it or just do some google research i think that's that's a really that's a, that's a really um that's a really good story i mean um she's 21 years old uh plays with i think uh last year played with chelsea uh and um and then we played in the women's super league so like you know great talent fun to watch um um and this was one of those games where like it was literally um uh, you know it, it was sort of even you know but like it, it was, england was a dominant team created lots of opportunities won nothing um and so um i think overall uh I think England has Group D unlocked currently right now in some sort of sense. So I, I don't I don't know how we talked about this how China and Haiti will will will, will, will fare to see what what happens in that. But I, I think England is probably going to be move out of the scoop. Anyone else have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I was going to ask all of you actually. Like you know this this is the team that's coming out of women winning the women's Euro, and there was a lot of expectations that they were just going to plow through. And yes, they have six points, but they have two goals. Um, you think that's that's a, uh, a testament to obviously a very good Danish team, but it was Haiti also that I think wasn't it that that played them really hard and they only scored the one. So I'm putting it out there for the for the three of you. Uh, is is this still a team that can go deep, or is this a vulnerable uh, English team? This team definitely can go deep. Um, they, like France, like the U.S., are missing a couple of their better players. Beth Mead um, picked up a knock right before the tournament, so she's not there. So they're, I mean, it's definitely – so they're also kind of like the U.S., trying to figure out what their best um, what their best 11, best sort of you know 15 or 16 is as well. So and I think you, you do have to absolutely give credit to Denmark and Haiti for playing very defensively. Um, and so I think we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of these uh, – uh, non-traditional, like non-traditional power teams, um, you know, changing up their game plans instead of like, you know, letting it be a free-flowing match, um, you know, park buses and counter and and, and press when you can. Um, and that's giving teams like England and France and those teams uh, fits. So um, I think it's it's I think it's a little, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. If, if I'm you know, being honest there. Okay. So you got any thoughts? Um, honestly, I think England might have been underestimating uh, a lot of Denmark and um, IT's potential. Because from the looks of it, like, I mean, like, 
if you really think about it, no one, uh, like no one thought that, uh, like England was like beatable, you know what I mean? And, but like seeing, uh, IT and, um, and Denmark, like keep it to a minimum of one goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And like really taking it to them. Just, I feel like it shows a little bit of vulnerability, even though like England just recently won, like, like the Euro, like, I think, I think, um, like, like what David said, it's both, it's a little bit of like, I almost feel like it's a little bit of tactic as well. Like, you know, just kind of like feeling it out and seeing how it goes, but, you know, also coming out with the win. But at the same time, I also think there was a lot of underestimating, um, your opponent and, you know, suffering quite a bit from that. Cause there was definitely a lot of opportunity for England and, uh, for England to really like, take it to the next level but I almost feel like they were like kind of like holding it back a little bit and you know that may be tactic but at the same time that also um I think personally it's mostly like you know being you know like dang I really cannot think straight right now um it's more like <laughs> it's early it's fine <laughs> yes it's it's early for me sorry um but I think it's really just like, I don't know. I think it's really interesting just to see the, the way that, that this is not playing to England's favor. So, so it sounds like you're both saying that, you know, they'll, they'll turn it on when it, when it needs to get turned on and well, probably still be, you know, formidable. Go ahead. Further go. I mean, they, they've created chances. Like if you look at, you know, um, you know, their possessions always, always, you know, each, each, each person they played is 70, 30, like literally, right. You know, like they're possessing the ball. Um, and then I think the, I think with, with, uh, with Russo, Kelly and James, I think that they're trying to figure out what, how's it, how that's going to be able to, to work for them in some sort of sense. And I think it, it does, it does have to do a little bit with just, you know, over, over, overestimating your dominance. Right. Uh, I think, I think if anything, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it, the United States has proven it in the sense of like, doesn't matter if you're the best world team and your injuries are going to beat the crap out of you. And then you're going to be in a world stage where like everything has, you, you have to play with what you got. And to right. be honest with you, I don't, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with their bench. Right. Uh, I'm familiar with their starters and, I, I, and, and if someone wants to, to go into their bench and, and, and tell me, look at their bench and tell me, you know, the quality of like for like substitution, I, I, I don't see that. And I think depth is going to be something that plays into this, to this uh, world cup. Once we get past these stages, you know? Hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, one, nothing is a win. I mean, I think uh, this happened to, to I think the France last world cup, like they barely were beating people and then they turned it on. And same thing with the, with, with the men's a couple of, in, in Russia where the men's were, you know, barely squawked by and then just, you know, turned it on when they need to turn it on. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's probably, but yeah, tactically, that's, that's true. Tactically, like other teams are, 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 are being more tactical, defensive minded in, in what their strategy is going to be at. And it's always mm -hmm. hard to play against a team that always low blocks you and plays the counter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy, right? It's only good for stats and possession, but, um, uh, but everything else is just it's it's, it's it can get complicated. But you no, know, I think anyone's beatable in this World Cup. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, yeah, it's been exactly. proven. So let's move on. I think we'll probably talk about that shortly here. I think the, the next game uh, was China versus Haiti. And this was like, uh, did anyone actually watch this game? Because I was, I was watching most of it. And then like, I literally, you know, um, fell asleep. But um, saw the highlights. It seemed like there was a lot of, uh, it, was, it was one nil China, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Haiti, Haiti's a physical team. Like, yeah. Right? And it seemed there were a, a lot of questionable ref calls. Because I think they, the one goal was a PK and there was like a, a Haitian one that should have been called that wasn't. And I don't know. I, I just remember there being a lot of ref controversy. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. But also it's like China got a red card in the 29th minute. That's right. Forgot about that. Yes. And they were still willing to, you know, when that, that's what the controversy is. Like they got awarded that PK in the 79th and 74th um, and then ended up winning. So, I mean, I think Katie, had chances like it was pretty even possession wise um, and pass wise. Uh, but it's just, you know, sometimes you, you are not unlucky and sometimes the ref doesn't like what you are. And um, I'm pretty sure the, uh, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but overall, yeah. My- I'll just say this opens up, this opens up the group. I mean, England is, is top of the group right now with six points, but um, there is a, uh, a possibility that if China scores a few on them uh, and um, uh, Haiti beats Den- or Denmark beats Haiti by a couple of goals, that they could also get knocked out and not qualify for the next round. I mean, it's, it's a very slim possibility. Um, England is certainly in the driver's seat, and they have they play China um, and Denmark uh, post Haiti or plays Haiti as well. So um, mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting final day for for those two uh, those two matches as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for a Haiti first win type of thing that's that's what i want to see that that's my um and and i think they might be able to do it right i mean if they play defensively and play in the counter i mean they got some some forwards that can outrun anything um on that haiti's got denmark you said right that'd be huge that'd be talk about spoiler correct yeah haiti yeah haiti haiti and denmark play yeah all right we can go to the next all right so this would be um Yesterday, right? I mean, Saturday, uh, Sweden played Italy, and um, Sweden just wiped the floor with them. <laughs> wiped the floor with them. Uh, um, so, so yeah. So this really kind of opens up the group for me in a sense, like you know, like uh, Sweden scored in the 39th, the 50th, um, until the 44th, the 50th, the 45th. I mean, like they just scored, and then you know, just scored five goals. Like seriously, yeah. they were they were all pretty pretty team goals. But like it was just like this is one of those games. It's who can outrun one each other, and um, uh, and you can totally see because the ball was like everywhere. Um, you know, 46 possession for for Sweden and 54 possession for for Italy. That tells you that you, nobody wanted you have the, the ball, shots. Man. Do you have the shot stats up there, Rodrigo? Yeah, yeah, like, 21 and 12. 21 and 12. Okay. It, did, yeah. it didn't feel like it was that many from one of the highlights I was watching. Yeah, like they seemed yeah. so precise, but sure. well, I mean, Sweden was 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 chopping people down, like taking Paul Bunyan um, style of like you know, <laughs> and just like thirteen fouls to one, like literally, it was like you know, and it was like you're like wow, and like no yellow cards. I was like, refereeing in this World Cup has been interesting. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, we don't promote is, gambling it, on this on this on this podcast. We do on the Daves. We do on the Daves. Yes, by all means, gamble. And uh, yes, interesting is a, is a 
is an is an interesting word to describe it. So let's put it that way. I'll say in terms of opening up the group, Sweden Sweden should top this group. They obviously have six points, but Italy and South Africa play um, in a couple days, and basically, if South Africa beats Italy, they'll knock Italy out of the out of the the knockout round, um, which would be a super cool thing to see see South Africa in the knockout round of the of the World Cup. Totally. And and then and then see Italy as has been uh, the Italian way in world competitions, not qualify. Well, well let's yeah. let's be real one. and say that the, the the women at least got there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's true. Yeah. No, no, I, okay, better. you're right. You're right. Yes, yes, yes. So the far, again, the, the men can't even make it to the to the World Cup. So that's right. Uh, right. <laughs> when women one up them as always, uh, but like it, my heart is just I I want to see I want to see what. Argentina can do because it'd be great to be able to have more comable teams um, in, the, in, in the later stage. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, um, South Africa is South Africa and, and they got a, a really good team. So we'll see. Well, ba well, well based on, I mean, if, if Argentina beats Sweden, um, based on goal differential and, uh, and Italy and South Africa draw, um, Argentina could possibly, would, would, would definitely um, uh, Italy and South Africa for that uh, second spot. So all four teams are still alive in this one, which is, which is really cool. There's a lot of that. So there's just a lot of things that are not settled at this point, which is kind of strange for starting the, the, the last group round. Yeah. And, and, and with that, let's move on to um, <laughs> probably the craziest game that, uh, that Eric has, has seen in a while. So I don't know how, how how you took this to, but uh let's let's talk about this uh this France Brazil game. Go ahead. Uh, it was just a great match. I mean, just a a war, a battle, uh I don't know. I'm trying not to be violent, but that's just it just felt like a war. Like they France showed up in a way they didn't in their previous match and were very very aggressive. Um scored that first goal early and and decisively. I mean, they just cut down the Brazilian midfield and defense, uh, made it made it look easy with Summer, putting that one away. Um, Brazil looked shaken. They looked off. Uh, their, their passing was terrible in the first half. Uh, accuracy wasn't great either. And, and France looked scary, I mean, in that first half. But, you know, to their credit, like, <laughs> Brazil were ready to fight too. And, and they were... I can't. Maybe you can pull up the uh, the the fouls and, and yellows and things. I don't remember them being a lot, but they were really going after one another in, in this match. And it was a tale of two halves. I I, I don't know what Pia said to him in the in the second half, but uh, lit a fire under their asses for sure. And and they came out. And I can't remember who gets the assist for Debian, but just talk about probably one of the prettiest individual goals, top three so far in the tournament for her to. To, to trap it on the outside of her foot and bring it down and hit the volley. I mean, you know, it's just like the most Brazilian thing ever to have that kind of control and put that thing away the way she did. It was, it was spectacular. It was what a great goal. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think um, for me, this game was like, these are two teams who face each other. Right. And, and, um, France, France, both both uh, the men's side and the women's side, they always have this thing with France. It's been going on for about about two decades now. Brazil, France, and and I, and I think I think overall, like France has looked good 
like distribution wise when they when they get into the transition but i just they're having a hard time finding a finding finding a way to finish and i think mm-hmm. um you know and 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 that's and that's um that's that's how this world cup is going for them but also props to all the other teams that i you know just kind of decided how to how to play with it. but i mean lesson mayor uh becomes uh the first french player to score in three different editions of the fifa world women's world cup i think that's nuts uh yeah. i think that's you know um uh but i, I think she made that goal things- look she made that goal look easy i mean it, yeah. it, it was it was really just a representation of how disorganized the defense was at that point because yeah. she was wide open and I think which, a, which is know, a good segue to the to the winning goal <laughs> yeah no because I, I think you know i mean if you look at it you know like um um i think uh caroline um um was adriana like had chances adriana had an open net that yep. just needed to put it in and just you know um angelo literally like literally just had to tap it and hits it 10 feet wide to the right uh um i mean Brazil came to play and 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 they made it difficult. But at the same time, the story was that uh, that um, was it that uh, Wendy Renard was, was not supposed to play in this game. That they picked up a knock or two and wasn't uh, wasn't a player that 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 might be relying. And literally, the the tallest player uh, on that French team on a set piece, uh, maybe, maybe in the entire tournament. I mean, probably like six three. You know, I mean, this is. This is literally in the 83rd minute, and when she totally understood at that point, you know, Brazil had made barely any such any substitutions at that point. They were playing for the tie, uh, yep. but uh, they forgot. And they were playing to, well. I should mention. Yeah, they were playing well. Point, yes, they they had turned the tide. They had scored their goal. Um, they were much more precise in their passing, and and you know we've we've talked about this many times. You know it as a coach. You 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 have one uh, brain fart for like one or two split seconds, whatever it is. And that's all it takes sometimes. And Antonia, that, that was like, that was her one job was to mark the tallest player in the world cup. And she did not <laughs> and yeah. was wide open on that corner. And, and, and the Brazilian goalkeeper let them have it. Like I, I, yeah. you know, right away was like screaming and yelling as it should, because that's literally that one thing that you want to be able to do. And, yeah. um, and unfortunately you could tell that, at that point, like the 70, 80th minute, Brazil was playing for the tie uh, and they wanted to keep the score. And so, because you don't see a substitution for Marta, like literally at the 85th minute, right after this, after this goal goes in, Marta comes in and they, they change everything. And then by then it's, but then it's too late. Like, I, just, yeah, you know, you're like, right. you, you know, it's the too late. Like, you, you need, you need to be able to put all these kids in when it like, it's like, I understand um, playing to tie and understanding the, the aspects of it, but like, but like I rather I rather lose trying to win <laughs> than lose the lose trying to tie. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just that's just that just plays worse worse in, in my head as a as, as a coach that be able to be like, you know what? I'd rather just lose trying. And and I think that's what they that's what it could, it could have been a different game. And yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. And and that's and that's one of the things with Brazil so much fun to watch. It was still and, and so many it was things hella happened. entertaining. Like it was it was the most entertaining match I've seen so far, just because it was the energy level was so high and it was, it was, it was goal line to goal line back and forth and back and forth. And people were, all the women were going at each other, like full power. I mean, it was, it was a war. It was intense. Um, I think one, one of the other 
Peruvians that listens to this podcast made the comment that uh, he at least believes both of these teams will continue and go deep and may also find themselves in a rematch either in the semifinals or he said the final perhaps, which would also be fun. Um, so, you know, bring that shit on. I, I would love to see this 2.0. <laughs> you said you have any thoughts on this game? Honestly, I was – so I didn't watch this game, but I woke up and I saw the score and I was like, there's no way. Honestly, because both – I honestly expected it to be a tie, but the fact that France made it look so easy to come out on top was just really astonishing to me. But nonetheless, it looked like a really good game. And I'm probably going to go back and watch it, but... It's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I would have to challenge you on the, on the aspect of uh, French France making it look easy. I don't think they've made it look easy at all in this World Cup so far. And this game was, was I think, was one of those... I, like, I, I think, I think what she's saying is the goals looked easy. Is that what you're saying, Issa? And, and I actually agree with her on that because Brazil, like, for both those goals, they were... Let's somewhere, yeah. Let's somewhere go. They were sleeping. Cool. And and yeah, you don't leave, you don't want to leave Wendy open yep. that like that and I'll pay you. And that's one of the things that happened. And and this yep. and this group really is this group is really interesting. So we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens, you know. And well that's that's the thing now, is like 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 you were saying to your your parallel universe, multiverse of where this ends up being a tie and then they don't have so much pressure. Like Brazil has to play angry now. Like they have to come out and like throw down. And yeah. we'll talk about Jamaica Jamaica in a second now. Like Jamaica is is legit. Like that's not going to be an easy, you know, cakewalk. Like it's going to be a tough match. Yeah. Um, uh speaking of tallest women, uh I found seven tallest female soccer players in the world and Wendy Renard is the tallest player to date. Um, but there's honestly, the there's a lot of, there's no, there's no Germans on there at all. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm just complimenting your journalistic, um, aptitude. No, there's like, most of the players are actually us women players, which I think is really funny, but yeah, Wendy Renard, uh, stands on top, which yeah. I think is extremely interesting because she tops all of the other people by like four or five, like four or five inches. Right. Well, that, and that's what's so frustrating, too, is like literally the tallest person on the pitch. And it's just like, just keep an eye on her. For God's sake. It's not that hard. She's so tall. <laughs> anyway. I can never. I hate playing against tall people. Mainly so because I'm short, on. but. Which uh, brings us to the Jamaica-Panama game. And uh, our Panamanian uh, brothers and sisters, they've, 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 uh, what's the, what's the, what's the word? Um, they've, they've, they're not an easy team to play. Um, I think that the bodes well for the Concacaf. I, I think um, they're they're a tough team. Um, some of them like the dark arts, um, um, but I'm I'm more I'm more with that than anything else. I mean, in in Jamaica, you know, was the dominant team in this in this in this game, but like it it you know it you wouldn't see it from the stats, right? In the sense, uh, they scored at the 56 minute, so it took a full half to be able to figure out what what Panama was doing, um, you know. The shots were, you know, Jamaica had 20, Panama had 13, right? Like the possession was 53-47. This was a gritty game. And this is a game where like, no, it's like a Minnesota United game where like, I'm going to dribble three-fourths of the way. And then I'm going to pass you the ball. 
and then you're gonna dribble <laughs> and and so like yeah but it was it was great to watch and i thought panama did a did a really good job um uh pretty even match but you know this sets up like a crazy a crazy uh you know uh next stage of this of this of this game because you have france who plays panama and then you have brazil who plays jamaica and if panama is not afraid to punch brazil i mean to punch uh france a couple of times i i don't know i mean anything yeah. anything is possible so far i think and it'll I think be that's... interesting to see who who france runs out like they might be they might bench some of their starters um which might give panama that kind of an opportunity whereas you know brazil's got to come full power and yeah, I mean, you got to remember, Jamaica held France um, in the first match of the group stage for these teams. So sure did. I don't, I don't sure think did. it's, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, what Brazil does because Brazil is currently sitting in third place. They need, um, they need a win here. They, they can't, they can't really get away with just a draw unless again, unless yes. uh, Panama comes out and, and, and hits France um, hard, but I can't, you know, I imagine France will try and take care of business in the first half and then, and then rotate out. Um, but so yeah, they'll be. I mean, these games kick off at the same time, uh, Wednesday morning at I believe five a.m. So um, be I'll interested be to see, watch, see what's going on. So I think these are split too. Though. I think Telemundo has Brazil and Fox has J- Jamaica. Boom! I just watch everything on Peacock. That's what I do. I just load my Peacock app, go to the Copa Mundial section, and then I watch everything in Spanish. I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> me, me too, Rodrigo. Unless I'm at, unless at the black card, I watch everything on Peacock as well. So, yeah. uh, you know what we'll do, uh, and when we meet at the black card soon enough, we'll just have him change it to the Spanish channel, and then we'll just <laughs> we'll feel more at home in that sense. But uh, uh, then we'll talk about another another great game. Um, I thought um, South Korea versus Morocco. Uh, Morocco scores early. Yeah, uh, and diving header again. Gorgeous. Diving header, gorgeous. And again, we have uh, Morocco have won their first game at the FIFA Women's World Cup uh, and became the first American team to win, uh, um, to win what is it, M- MD2 is a man, uh, women in the match in their, in the competition debut. I mean, like, this is, God, there's so many firsts and it's so beautiful to see all these firsts. And yeah, just I, I was going to point out too, Rodrigo. You're right. F- first win for them. Um, also the first time a uh, hijabi player was on the pitch yes that too yep, yep. that I was athletic about that as well version I, I, mm-hmm. there's a name for it i can't think of it right now but mm-hmm. pretty pretty iconic and pretty cool to to see that and like for it not to be a big deal so it's like yeah she's a player what do you want yeah um it's super cool it, it's been disappointing for south korea um they have had a disappointing i mean you, you can't really say that for many teams have had, had a disappointing tournament with you know better higher expectations but i think people had higher expectations for, for South Korea in this one. And they have just, they've not played, they've not played well, unfortunately. I was one of those people who had very high hopes for South Korea and to watch the games that they've been playing in recently. It just, they do not look good at all, in my opinion. And I know that like they can play better than that, but there, I think there's something that just isn't clicking with like the chemistry and, the intensity there's there's just something amongst everything that isn't clicking and that's really what's hurting south korea right now um especially since um i think actually one of their players well it might be i might be thinking of japan 
Um, but that's a, that's a, that's a whole lot of a different topic that, you know, isn't really related, but, um, I just, uh, I just felt a little frustrated watching both matches because, um, I know South Korea can play to like a higher caliber than they are currently. And maybe it's coaching or maybe it's chemistry or whatever, but South Korea really hasn't been doing what they normally do. And, um, I don't know. I'm personally a really disappointed fan, and that that I mean, it sucks. So yeah. I, I think some other things too is 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 uh, uh, you know, the uh, Korea has conceded a total of five goals in the opening ten minutes of the game since the start of FIFA World Cup in 2015. So scoring, at least they're they're consistent in being scored on early, and I think that's <laughs> that. I don't know if you want to build on that. Drop another lose reference in there. <laughs> um, um, but overall, I think you know, um, it's 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 been a crazy World Cup for South Korea. I was expecting them yeah, they play they, they have they have decent 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 technical ability, but it's just I don't know. I mean, I think I think if anything, this World Cup has has, has been so far is about heart. Who wants it more? Who who's willing to do everything? We'll talk about that um, in in the next set of two games, uh, one game literally. But um, but um, let's move on to what was today's games. Uh, Norway did Norway things, right? The Philippine with a red card and literally just had a field day. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's just crap luck yeah that is that is crap i mean like but it was you know it's it was one of those 70 30 right uh possession yeah. kind of games and, and you kind of knew uh philippines made their um made made their debut <clears throat> and 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 done some good things uh to put their name out there but uh um it was just one of these things where like Penalty kick, own goal, and then just a ratchet of goals after that. Um, Who's the woman now, Rodrigo, that got the hat trick? So challenging uh, Borges right now for Golden Boot. Uh, um, it's it's uh, Sophie Roman, and then I don't know, it's H A U. So is that Og Hog or Og? Uh, Norwegian is not one of my <clears throat> one of my languages. I, I, I don't <laughs> deal. I don't deal with oppressive European mm. languages that well. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, she gets yeah. a hat trick, so she's on yep. there with. Mm-hmm. Audio for tied yep. right now. Yep, and then uh, Norway ended a run of four games without a victory at the FIFA Women's Cup, uh, dating back to 2019. They scored more goals today than in the previous six games in the competition <laughs> combined. Well, so, so the, the, uh, I think there was some pent up Norwegian um, rage that was uh, yeah, <laughs> some of that death <laughs> metal right. Norwegian rage that was pent up. Yeah, um, that's right. So that this, this game was going on same time as the Switzerland New Zealand game, which um, I, I managed to catch most of the second half of um, New Zealand. Obviously, coasting the tournament, they needed um, they needed a win basically in this one. And man, I watched the last, especially the last like twenty minutes when New Zealand was just throwing everything they could forward, and Switzerland was defending for their lives. Um, this is a, a, at least a fun twenty minutes, a last twenty minutes to watch if you want to go back and check it out. But um, and it's zero zero, and, and so Switzerland goes through top of the group with uh, Norway in second. And as we mentioned earlier, New Zealand does not qualify for the knockout round at the tournament that they're hosting, which is unfortunate. Boom, boom, so I, I don't know if there's anything else, much more I'll say about Switzerland and Norway other than it was, I mean, it was a very, it was 
I think XG was like 0.1 for Switzerland yeah. and 0.7 for New Zealand. It was a very, yeah. it was a very boring game till both teams kind of realized. Well, Switzerland knew that they needed a draw. All all they needed was a draw. And New Zealand kind of figured it out in the last 20 minutes. Oh shit, we need to we need to score a goal. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so they're they're putting it on putting it on frame at least trying to. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I they- Go back and watch the last 20 minutes of that match, basically. Yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. He's like, watch the last 20 minutes. But, like, it's like, it's like this is the most closest, like, so are currently uh, standings, right? With five points for Switzerland, four points for Norway, four points for New Zealand, and actually three points for the Philippines. It's like, it's like extremely balanced. So I don't know what, yeah. you know, what, what's, what's going to happen. But, like, the, 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 you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. And I think if you want to watch that, go for it. But um, I think to me, so far, the best game so far that I've seen this tournament, it had to be this morning's 6 a.m. game, Germany versus Colombia. This uh, one surprised the hell to, out of me when I when I looked at the we, score. We talked about Colombia. Take it away. Uh, and, and, and the wonderful things that uh, Linda Caicedo has done. Uh, yeah. But one of the things was that, you know, in practice earlier uh, this week, she collapsed um, and oh, had, to attended, had to be attended uh, by some of the and, – and, and, I don't. Sometimes you believe and you don't believe what the team releases, but they were saying it was stress related and tiredness and all the other stuff and and all and, and as much as you can. But you know, going from a person who's had to deal with a lot of adversity and health issues, like the fact that this kid keeps on showing up, um, just, it's just one of those things that just is 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 crazy. Um, and um, literally, uh, Linda Casado, like. Colombia is is such a fun team to watch, but they're literally like, and, and I'm not trying to be, um, but they're really really good at, at distributing the ball. They're number ten, um, uh, who plays for. Uh, see who's their number ten. Uh, I forget who their number ten is, but uh, there's just someone who plays in the in the, in, in in the uh, women's uh, European league, but just overall like. Um, uh, yeah, Lacey Santos. Uh, that's that's what I'm trying to think of. And she just she's tiny, but dear lord, like she's making people. She's trying to you know get the ball. So she controls the ball. She has like no fear. And I think this is one of those things where like this is this is this is the game where heart comes into it. Who wants it more? Who's willing to give up the most for it? Um, like if you're going to watch one game, um, watch this game. Like from beginning to end, like Colombia is doing things that you didn't think of it. Germany doesn't know how to figure it out. They're being physical. They're getting the ball out. They're literally like, you know, throwing themselves onto every shot that um, Germany was doing to block it. Um, and um, in the 59th minute, Linda Caicedo literally scores probably one of the best goals in this in the in this World Cup uh, because I just don't think you can outdo an Olympico. But literally gets the ball and. Um, the concentration on, on her face when she's trying to invite a defender to come into the box and they do. And then she just quickly switches from one foot to the other and then just curls it around the goalkeeper. It was like just an amazing goal. Uh, and then um, literally like uh, in the 89th minute um, penalty because, uh, because um, you know, Germany was pressing and beautiful back heel. Uh, the, the, um, Colombian goalkeeper uh, Perez comes out and has to make a decision whether to go for the ball or or, or obstruct the or obstruct the scoring opportunity. And you know, goalkeepers, I'm I'm always proud when goalkeepers decide to make a decision and stick with it. And totally took the player. 
<laughs> the German player flew. Uh, mm. And I automatically knew that they were going to, you know, it's going to be PK and they got a yellow card. Uh, and um, Pop has been um, has been a standout star in this, and so far in this World Cup, and steps up and delivers it. But then, uh, literally in the 97th minute, on a set piece for Colombia, uh, Manuela Vanegas scores a header. That goes in and literally sends sends the whole um, the whole stadium into into just chaotic joy. And <laughs> the funny thing is, if you listen to this whole game, like the amount of Colombian fans in at this game is is heard and is heard throughout like the the, the stadium. Like they were booing every time uh, German players would touch the ball. Like you can hear the boos. Uh, and I think that's one of the fun things about it. But just overall, like this game probably has to be, you know, one of the top games uh, so far in this World Cup and probably will register as, as one of the top games, you know, in, in a group stage for, for World Cups. It's just I was, watching this game. Uh, I, was right, wa- listen, I was watching this game and. Um, Here's the. Because uh, I, I you all know I have family in Colombia. And they sent me this wonderful Colombia mm-hmm. jersey back in like what four years ago, Isa. I think it is. It's like it still got the tags on. Look, I haven't used it because like, <laughs> it's so it's so pretty. Like it's so pretty. Like it's just sitting there. Like sometimes you know, like I just collect jerseys because <clears throat> I don't want to wear them and get. To, but anyways, just like the whole stadium just like erupted and I think heart was part of this whole whole thing. And I, and this one of the things that I love about this game is just, you never know. And this world cup is not disappointed. Um, and I think just overall, like, what was it? I, I, I literally screamed every goal at six o'clock in the morning. I ran into uh, Giselle's room and I yelled at her and told her what the score was at the second goal. And she literally looked at me, look at her phone, Roll back over, and then got up and then went to the bathroom. Not saying one word to me, and then just came back and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go finish watching this game." So and then, and then, that, don't, that don't be too humble, Rodrigo. You, that you, was uh, you. That was me. <laughs> you you took out the jersey and it worked, and and, and they won. I was gonna throw it to Zeller because Zeller, you wanted to you want to talk about Caicedo a little bit and her brilliance. Oh no, I'm saying like that goal. Yeah, but for the Olympico, that should be that should be up for um, a Puskas Award this year. And to, to Rodrigo, to your point about the crowd, there was forty thousand people. That's the other thing we haven't really talked about: the crowds for these games, outside of a few where there was about six or seven thousand, they're you know twenty five, thirty five thousand, forty thousand. Um, just a, just amazing how many like when you actually promote um, women's sports, like people will show up and travel around the you know, halfway around the world to go to go watch yep. you know, just some of the best soccer in the world. It's just it's just re. You know, something that we all know, right? But it just reassure, you know, re- reminds everybody that this is something that um, people, if you give it the attention and, and the love that it deserves, um, you'll get, you'll have the same, the same sorts of, of rabid fan bases and, and things that we we expect from the men's World Cups every every four years, right? So um, yeah. we see to give it the love that it that it it, it should be, it should have had from the get go. But um, hopefully, people are seeing that now, and and um, that's going to be the, just the just the standard the standard operating procedure going forward. Yeah, you know, to that point, we actually have a correspondent in New Zealand uh, right now, uh, Sasha, who's been on our um, Minnesota football show before. Um, he's going to see 
I think, well, it's already in the future there tomorrow, um, a match coming up and then, but then they, they scored a, um, a round of 16 as well. So at some point, I don't, I don't know if it'll make this recording, but, uh, he said he definitely record a little thing for us and, you know, either I'll splice it in one of the upcoming episodes or maybe I'll just release it on its own as like its own little, its own little thing just hearing him talk about the experience. All right. This podcast has gone on long enough. Um, uh, I, I, I think I've aged, uh, and my beard has grown more as, as, as we keep on talking about, uh, more stuff, but just some highlights before we, we finish up and I'll let you guys, um, just tee it up your, for you there. You say you're just going to let that go. <laughs> He's already got her tattoo. That's how long this podcast is. Yeah, so. that's, exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Colombia have won two games at the FIFA world cup for the very first time. Um, Germany has suffered the first defeat in the group stage of FIFA Women's Club since a 2-3 loss in Sweden in 1995. So this is this is how big this win is. And, and, and this is Germany's first ever defeat to a South American nation at the FIFA Women's World Cup after going unbeaten in their previous five such games. So, there you, go. you know, Grande yeah. Colombia. Maybe if we, had to, if we had to pick one, just very quickly, one, which, uh, which group match day, you know, because they all, they all, all these kickoffs, and obviously we saw that like, Group A is already... Or is there a particular one that you know hangs stands out for you guys? I'm looking forward to obviously Canada, Australia, and Ireland, Nigeria, um, in what about like ten hours or whatever? Um, yeah, 15, 15 hours. I think that one will be hella fun. So I think there's so many that are in that situation, right, Dave? Where we, we just don't have that clarity. I mean, it's it's that F Brazil's group too, where like who knows what's going to happen? I mean, there's a real possibility that Brazil could go home, which would be a, a kind of a nightmare. Um, so Man, tense. Yeah, it's it's tense and it's wonderful. Um, thank you all for being part of us uh, and uh, just uh, giving me a stage to be able to just talk about women's women's football for two and a half hours or whatever this podcast is going to be. Uh, but it'll yeah. be less than two hours, barely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, like a typical Dave's, Dave's I know podcast. <laughs> yeah, typical Dave's. One hour and 47 <laughs> minutes, buddy. Yeah, there you go. 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 Um, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Dave. Of course, Isa watch. I'll drop your um, information as if you, you know, we can follow the Dave's at or follow you, t- uh, Dave at. Yeah. Uh, at Texas seller on Twitter um, or X or Exeter, whatever we're calling it nowadays, um, at TDIKMN. Uh, and then if you want to join the stickos, um, the, if, you, if you look at my Twitter, I think I'll post, I think I'll pin it. I have a form you can fill out where you give me your email address and then you can get into our Slack too if you want. Um, that's probably the easiest way to do it. So love to see everybody out playing, playing futsal on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Eric is at um, literally just Minnesota football <laughs> show. At, at and IG. football show. Yep, my admin football on show, the, but uh, also his own um, Instagram account. Um, and other, uh, I'm uh, on Twitter, RSC Spoken Word. Um, you know, I, um, Issa, do you have anything you want to you add or promote? Um, I mostly am on Instagram. So you can find my Instagram at is.aaa.21. Um, but my Twitter is the same. So. <laughs> Yeah, follow me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's boost those followings. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, 
thank you everyone uh we'll probably see you here um next week i i, I promise i won't run it this time um but um uh we'll see what yeah, it we'll takes be into us. we'll be in the knockouts at that point yeah. that'll be mm -hmm. interesting so we'll just well i think we might just talk knockouts and just briefly mention the scores um unless sure. something crazy has happened so so all right love to you all make sure that you um new minnesota football show oh wait it's patreon that comes backslash Minnesota MN football show and the Daves have a similar um, one, uh, right? It's patreon.com backslash. Yeah. I think slash the Daves I know or something like that. Yeah, so you Google, you'll probably, probably find it. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Enjoy your day. Uh, I'm off to uh, figure out what we're going to do in this lovely day besides yard work. All right. Peace. <laughs>